1: Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Let's Talk Football podcast. I'm your host Billy Powell and in today's episode we'll be talking about the international fixtures which have just taken place, England in particular, and there's only one place to start. I mentioned in the last episode about Jack Grealish and how well he's playing in the Premier League and finally Southgate has seen the light and has decided to play him. He bossed the game against Ireland for the 60 minutes that he played. Always showing for the ball. Always looking for the ball. Always running forward when he's got the ball. And then against Belgium, this was the real Jack Grealish test. Against the number one ranked team in the world, with Sterling out, it was the perfect opportunity for for him to go out and show the world what he's got. And he certainly did that. That game just proved to everyone that he's got to be one of the first names on the England team sheet for the Euros. Yes, England may have lost that game against Belgium mainly because of Southgate and his inept tactics. But I'll get I'll get into that in later in the episode. But as I say, England may have lost that game, but there's certainly positives to take from it in the way of people and pundits finally realizing for themselves just how good Jack Grealish is. During his whole career, he's always been questioned, you know, will he really be good enough for Villa? Will he be good enough to start in the championship? Will he be able to do it in the Premier League? Will he be able to keep it going in the Premier League? Is he really that good? Is he really worth 80 million? Well, can he go on and do it for England on the international stage? I tell you what, unless you want his left sock, you can triple that 80 million and that's just to start negotiations. But every single one of those questions, he's answered. He's proved people wrong. And that's what he does best. But now, people are finally starting to see for themselves what Villa fans have been telling you all along. I was talking to my dad the other day. I was just saying that I can't wait to just see him play football. He's just one of those players that you can just look forward to watching. He's just got everything. And in that game against Belgium... You saw that he just started a little bit nervous, but during the game he just grew into it. He played with the freedom and he just took the game by the scruff of the neck, especially in that second half as well. He just looked like the only player who could have produced something that night. But despite that though, it was just an average Jack Grealish performance and that just shows how good he is and how good he can get. I've said it millions of times over the years, but the sky is is the limit for him. And to see him enjoying playing football like he does and knowing that he's a lifelong Villa fan like myself, playing for the team that he loves and essentially living my dream, I just genuinely could not be prouder of the kid. It's just a joy to watch every single time he steps out onto that pitch. But anyway, I'll stop talking about Jack now, as I'm sure you can tell i could go on for hours and hours and hours about him so i'll move my attention on to southgate and the results as i'm sure you're aware england have played two games as of when i'm recording this so we we also play iceland tomorrow which i'll touch on in friday's episode but getting back to these two games that have just gone by we managed to beat iceland quite convincingly in the end They didn't really create anything and no disrespect to them, but that's the least I'm expecting this England team to do. But against Belgium, we were so poor defensively. We started the game with Southgate's trusted five at the back, with Trippier right wing back, Walker right centre back, Eric Dyer down the middle, Mings left CB and Chilwell left wing back. Why on earth he thinks that defence is trusted, I will never know. Walker isn't a centre-back for star- starters. Trippier isn't quick enough to be a wing-back. And Eric Dier just shouldn't be anywhere near the squad in the first place. Especially when you've got the likes of Tarska- Tarkowski and Lewis Dunk, who are just sitting at home. I've been quite critical of Mings in recent times, but in the Ireland game, he was fantastic. And the same against Belgium, really. He didn't really put a foot wrong, but he was just very unlucky that that Tieleman shot just slightly clipped his leg for their opener. But that defense though just isn't good enough. I don't think Walker completed a forward pass all game. Dyes dreadful pass into mount is what created Belgium's opener in the first place. And it was just an overall very poor dour defensive display. But going into the second, but going into half time, 2-0 down. This is where you want Southgate to be able to switch up, make a change, bring someone like Foden on who can do something instead. But instead, at half-time, he makes a like-for-like change to bring Harry Winks on for Jordan Henderson. When you're chasing the game, I find it very bizarre that you'd waste a sub on something like that. And I don't get why we have to stick with the 5-2-3 formation either. Later in that game, he brought Calvert-Lewin and Sancho onto the pitch. I was hoping we'd see a formation change, maybe switch it up to a 4-4-2 with Kane and Calvert-Lewin up top with uh, Grealish on the left and Sancho on the right. But of course not. I just can't understand for the life of me what he was thinking when he put Calvert-Lewin as a right winger and then Sancho at right wing back. I just don't understand it. Tactically, we made that game so, so easy for Belgium. They just came for us with their high defensive line and their hold-up attacking play, but we just didn't switch anything up to make Belgium have to think about what they were doing. We don't have a secondary formation we can go into if we're chasing a game, and this kind of thing is really concerning going into a major tournament, where at times we will be behind and we will have to come back, but there's nothing in place for us to switch up to if Southgate's going to remain in charge he needs to grow a backbone he needs to be brave in changing players he needs to in changing subs I've said it before but for me he's just got to go I, I can't see him being that kind of manager who'll make a decision who'll switch things up like that the negative seven defensive minded players, that's including the two centre mids, of course. It's just too easy as well for teams, especially the top teams. It's just too easy for them to come up against. But anyway, that's where I'll leave it for today. Be sure to leave me your opinions and thoughts on Twitter and Instagram at LTFootballPod. Thank you for listening and I'll catch you later.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network. 18 plus.